Well, hello and welcome to uh, episode two of the West Bank Boys. Today I'm currently without my counterpart. I uh, just figured I'd take you guys down a little rabbit hole of mine and hopefully, you know, we can get some, some words. Maybe somebody on the show, we can discuss what I'm about to jump into together in detail because uh, I've got some questions. Um, this is an open floor Q&A once uh, this hits posted, so by all means drop in the comments and let's let's have a discussion or reach out let's get you on the show let's talk religion um give you guys a little bit of a backstory before i jump right into it here and my confusions about religion but um from an early age in life i want to say seven or eight years old i was basically taken from the public world and sucked into a hardcore indoctrination camp that is the christian baptist religion um uh, my dad was a heavy alcoholic. Um, my mom liked her substances as well. Um, kind of created a rift in their marriage, and my dad thought that uh, religion would kind of help that through counseling. And in doing so, uh, it helped him, but it did not help the marriage. So my parents ended up getting divorced, which we'll get into a little bit later on in part of my upbringing into this indoctrination. But while he was getting involved in the church, he decided that um, it would be best for us because he is so wrapped in this tomb of right and wrong, trying to do the best he could for us, and he did. But religion, here we go, that's where you're at, guy. Um, we were, my sister and I, who was two years younger than me, were sucked into this giant cult of a church and i am going to have to refer to it as such because it is um not many people get out but those that do they do not go back to christ after that so i kind of feel for that they the church has put a horrible taste in my mouth on religion and honestly i am looking for more reasons in life to um kind of find my way back besides going to church which I have done several times since and it all gives me the same exact feeling look back on it all the same everything is comparable to this church and it it kills me because I want to have an open outlook but um, my dad had taken my sister and I out of public schools and brought us into his church's um, homeschooling program but it was more or less uh, uh, you learn learn at your own pace um, you get these little notebooks, you sit inside a little cubicle, you got other students, there's a dress code. You sit inside these little cubicles, you can't interact with each other, and this is all age ranges, mind you. This is, uh, they did pre-K through 12th grade. So, if you're in the United States, you, you understand that, but the, um, for those of you that have, I don't know, what is it, elementary, secondary, and then, I don't know seminary school <laughs> um they t brought in everybody it was a subscription base so it was it was paid um they took us into this school where we have very strict guidelines of what we have to do what we can and cannot say um you can't be around girls and girls can't be around guys yada yada at least without any uh, adult supervision um, our teachers were not actual teachers. They were just members of the church that the church paid. 
Um, none of them had any credentials from any uh, higher learning place stating that they are qualified to teach children whatsoever. These are just adults of the church that were placed in that position of power, no background, to well, criminal background checks, but no um, family history background checks, right? You kind of want somebody that you, you know teaching children. Um, but they didn't have any type of that structure whatsoever. It was very guided along through the pastor, who was the dean of students. Um, yeah, so we were brought into this environment that was so toxic because we were trapped inside these little cubicles, like uh, a two and a half foot by three foot space, just tight 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 like my elbows were touching the sides of the cubicles at seven years old like there was no space whatsoever inside of there and we've got like little manila folders with various assignments whether it be like math social studies so on and so forth um, all of which have a very heavy Christian approach to it science they did not teach um Darwinism they obviously it's it's a church they're not going to include that in there but I kind of like things that give open perspective as an adult anyway but as a child you just kind of eat what you're fed and that's where my hardcore brainwashing had gone into was uh, your seven-year-old kid my sister who was uh, five or six at the time so she's got a little bit more of issues with that than I do um we were enrolled in the school um, without my mother's consent. Uh, my parents got divorced as a result of that decision being made and the giant, the huge lifestyle change. I mean, that's my dad did a 180, you know, from being a horrible, a, not going to say abusive, but uh, some ways he was, some ways he wasn't. But he was a hardcore alcoholic to straight edge. The man gave up cigarettes, quit drinking all within uh, three months of being around this church and fully involved himself in the group there in the men's group um my mother was not so inclined about this church at all just uh, off of face value um the women were not allowed to be head of household they were not allowed to partake in any of the events that uh Traditionally, men would do, such as uh, working on the church or working on the house. So my mother is a very hands-on individual. She likes to work with her hands, um, work on houses, um, you name it. She wanted to be outside and doing what the guys are doing, not inside of the kitchen, baking with all the women, which is not wrong, but it's, that wasn't my mom's take. So since that time period, she was not too enthused. And after a nice discussion with the pastor and her uh, approach on things and her apparel around the church, it was all hardcore frowned upon, my mother decided to leave. And that was basically the catalyst for my parents' divorce. Kind of turned me into this confused kid and... Well, Randy, why are you bringing up your parents' divorce? It has nothing to do with religion. I'm giving you guys an insight on my why I have my distrust of religion. Um, 
my mother had left us for two years. So in that two-year period, this church brainwashed my sister and I to thinking that our mother had abandoned us, that she didn't care for us anymore. She was out living what they call the worldly lifestyle. Um, my father, struggling, struggling still at the time. Um, he started drinking again. Gave up after a couple months because the church um, extended an arm out to assist him. Um, basically, the assistant pastor became um, my role model for a while by force and by sheer... Um, part of the indoctrination, you trust everybody that's around you. So he was something that I idolized in that time frame. Um he was a good man for the most part. Um, brought us in when we had nowhere else to go. My parents divorced. Rendered everything else in the house um, unaffordable for my father. So we ended up losing a house. Church brought us in. We basically we literally lived at the church and or right next door to the church. Majority of my time living inside my father's household. Um back onto the school so the schooling it was you learn at your own pace here's all of these books you have to finish x amount of tests in an x amount of these books per day otherwise you get demerits and detention but detention wasn't that was on the books for the state detention was you go see the pastor and the pastor had himself a nice wooden paddle that had some holes drilled into him i found myself being the daydreamer that I am, uh, falling behind often. And this is a whole new structure that I had no idea how to acclimate myself to. Um, a lot of these kids struggled with uh, social skills, which is in due part of mine because of how development went inside of there. Um, I had one friend that was not kind of weird, but they were all kind of weird. Um, you got sent into the pastor's office, and you met the wooden paddle. I found myself in that office more times than I would like to remember. Um, we were instructed to obey those above us without question whatsoever, even if they were wrong. And I need you guys to understand these teachers that were above us were not teachers. They were not actual teachers like they did not have any workings with children shit one of these teachers was not even um like a parent had no dealings with children other than through the school and it was their first year working with children at this level because there's maybe a hundred of us kids ranging from pre-k to 12th grade um inside this one room it was it felt like an office space like if you picture corporate america that's exactly what this is. But minus the phones going off like crazy and Carl in the corner yelling, I, I won this stock. <laughs> um, yeah, so these individuals were placed above us and we had to obey them without question. Because if you questioned them, you got a demerit. You're allowed three demerits per day. And if you get those, all of them, you get sent straight into the dean's office and have to sit down with the pastor 
Um, in school, there was no sports other than basketball or um, homeschool league football, Gulf Shoreline Breakers. Um, we uh, indoctrination in there was so hardcore. You had to be gung ho Christian. God is word. God is law. There's no questioning anything. If you have a question on something and it even remotely sounds like it's um, offensive to them, you you didn't even get a demerit. You got sent straight into the pastor, and the pastor had a nice long talk to you about religion and why God's important and clearing the devils out of your head and so on and so forth. Um, these individuals took it upon themselves to personally train their own um, Christian foot soldiers is the best way I can put it because we were going out there into the world every Thursday to do what they called soul winning. And imagine a nine-year-old kid, because that's when I was sent out, nine-year-old kid out there in the world knocks up on your door and you're a hardcore atheist. I have a wonderful story. Story time. Um, so when we were sent out on a Thursday, because it's the time when we did our soul winning, um, I had gone into a rougher part of town because that's where they wanted us at. It was never like the nice parts of town. It was always the rough parts of town they wanted the soul winning to happen just to target certain demographics, right? Tithing, mm -hmm. poor people are dumb kind of ideology. It's, at least that's what I take from it. Um, we would go out there and help these lost souls. We would try to get them to come to church, try to get their kids signed up for Sunday school, um, try to do some soul winning. So soul winning would be, you know, um, you go through the Romans road, talk about John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Don't quote me on that because I don't know if that is word for word, but it's pretty damn fucking close. Um, they had us go out there and try to reach all of these, these, um, these people, these individuals. But my fun story is I knocked on the wrong door. The gentleman that answered the doors in his mid fifties. What does he have? What's his address? Six, 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 a nine year old boy. Not really understanding the religion that he's been sucked into. It's just his new lifestyle. It's what dad wants. I knock on this gentleman's door. And immediately he says, what do you want? Hi, sir. I am Guy with uh, Blank Church. Uh, we are out here doing some soul winning. We are wondering if you can come out uh, Sunday for Sunday service. Immediately, this man starts screaming, ripping my head off. This fucking guy. He begins to go off on how God isn't real. We're all brainwashed. Um, there is no God. There is no hell. There is only life in death. Your parents should be ashamed of them, of themselves. Get the fuck off my property. Kind of ordeal. Nine years old. Okay. I was bawling my fucking eyes out. I had to continue. I mean, I just had a nice big scare. I'm not used to interactions with adults like that. Usually it's adults showing some form of uh, kindness or affection, right? Not with that guy. Kind of gave me a little bit of a scare. I couldn't quit. I really wanted to. 
um, bawling my eyes out onto the next house and pastor drove around in a minivan to pick us up and move us to a new location and shuttle us back and forth because we weren't in the same area that the church was so um he comes driving around and i'm crying he says randy well what are you crying about well explain that situation and he said get in the van i get in the van gives me a nice stern talking to about how those people are agents of the devil and they are a lost cause they have already been taken over by the demons and if we should we interact with them again we are to just disengage and walk away so i have two men screaming at me at not scream but scaring the ever living shit out of me at this point excuse me one second oh mouth is a little parched um, <laughs> this man is a fun individual. He is thankfully no longer inside of, uh, my dad's church, which he is still involved in. Um, the school's soul winning project, um, is still going on as far as I know, but the indoctrination that they dumped into us about obeying authority so hardcore into the presence of those appointed over us being that the pastor our teachers the elders of the church if you're under the age of 18 it's anybody that is married if you're an unmarried man you do not earn the i guess it's the title mister is a, a moniker you earn inside that church so you are um if you're unmarried your name would be buddy holiday until you get married well once you get married then you become mr holiday and then you go from there you got deacon or brother yada yada blah 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 um all the way up to pastor um starting a typical school day for us in there was <laughs> you start off the greatest thing in the world and if you're listening i i truly hope that you know i am an anarchist i am not for the state, I am not for masters, no no masters, no gods. Um, <laughs> they had to start out with the Pledge of Allegiance. And if you didn't sound off with the Pledge of Allegiance, got your hands swatted with a ruler. Yes, it, that, that much fun. So much fucking fun. And then you had to read the Bible as a group. So you got a hundred kids. Well... Let me um, cut that back. Probably about, oh, 80 kids because 20 little kids, I, I, they couldn't do it. They're little. They're like in kindergarten. They did the Pledge of Allegiance, but they didn't read Bible verses like we did. We all sat at our cubicles, turned around in our chairs, stood up, and did the Pledge of Allegiance. Then we had to proceed into reading... Um, a single chapter or multiple chapters of the Bible before we could jump right into um, our schoolwork. So a good hour and a half portion of our day was us doing that kind of stuff. A lot of fun. A little bit damaging later on down the road, which we'll get into because I figure out what the real world is. We were sucked into this church's perspectives and it kind of it's like you take Westboro Baptist Church the Branch Davidians and 
well, I can't think of the other, the, the cult where the guy made everybody drink the juice and they all died of poisoning. I can't remember that motherfucker's name. Um, but that church, you just blend them all together. Everybody there, they have guns. There's guns in the school. Maybe not anymore. Which, guns are cool, but there's a time and place for everything, right? It comes with, that's part of indoctrination. Every person, every man in that church has a firearm. Because it's part of their, their religion. They might as well worship the gun as much as they worship God and their country. Um, they had us go outside for 15 minutes a day. That's it. It was like a small prison. Not not even exaggerating. It was like a small prison because you can't move from your cubicle. You have to, you got two flags you have to put up above your desk, which was either a Christian flag or it was the American flag. Um, the Christian flag was for questions other than work, meaning schoolwork, or the American flag was schoolwork related questions. So if you had to use a bathroom, you put up the Christian flag. Throwing up the Christian flag got you into a nice discussion with teachers on what, what you wanted. What, what, what was it you wanted? You got to go to the bathroom, you have to ask permission to use the bathroom. My sister had pissed her pants there at one point because they wouldn't let her go to the bathroom. She was hyperactive. I mean, she had ADHD pretty bad, and my father refused to give her any more medication. Some of you truthers out there, that's fine. You take it take it with, with stride here. You input your own beliefs. Don't judge us on it. But I think my sister shouldn't have been taking enough medications just yet. Um, she wasn't ready for it. But um, she's bouncing around, always requesting to go do something. She's hyperactive. She's got to do something. You can't leave a child in a two-foot-by-three-foot box all day long and expect them to behave. It's, they're still children. Um, so she also had to go see the dean often, but she had pissed herself at school one time because they refused to let her go to the bathroom. She still got punished for it. Even after explaining it, my father had no reins on our punishment whatsoever. It was all the church. The church was responsible for, um, for us. Basically, they took our family in and nurtured us into what they wanted out of us. At this, I'm going to jump ahead in time just to hear. So I am 10 years old. Um, I am one of the only boys in my grade that are cognizant of not necessarily life on the outside world, but um, have a history with it. The majority of my peers were born and raised inside of this cult and that's where they still are to this day some of them did get out not all of them um they don't understand what it is to be an actual kid out there in the world what they were sent away with was you leave school you go play with legos you be quiet you have to stay indoors unless mom or dad say you can go outside um you have to ask permission for everything. You have to go to the bathroom. Well, guess what? You can't ask. Unless it's in the middle of the night. Sleepovers was weird. I'm not going to get into that, but sleepovers when I was in elementary to middle school was weird. Um, I'm going to move on from the schooling here just so I could 
give you a little bit of the upbringing inside the church, right? It basically Hitler's youth, uh, like without a doubt, it's Hitler's youth. But the we we're worshiping God and our pastor, which kind of sounds just like Hitler's youth. Um, moving on, they had um, decided that of all my peers in my age group that I was the best suited to go be a missionary. They decided for a nine or ten year old child that they their future has been decided for them and they are going to follow along with this regardless if they want to or not. So I am now writing speeches for sermons. I shit you not, if you listening to me now, imagine me talking like this minus the swear words, but being a minister, I can't get a fucking sentence out to save my life. But I did have a stroke in uh, January, so I like to blame that for a lot of it, even though it's not. It's just my brain spacing out. Too much acid. <laughs> uh, plenty of holes up here if you catch my drift. Um, a nine-year-old kid being told what's going to happen for his future. That's Looking back, that is so wrong. Based on my principles now, that is so wrong. It's, first off, a child needs to grow up to be a child. They need to enjoy their childhood. My childhood was stripped for me. I didn't get to be a kid. I was told what to do. It was prison, Hitler's youth. I didn't get to be a kid for much. Um, the church brought us in. I'm sorry, i got to keep reminding myself. I keep dragging myself into a hole, so please forgive me. Um, church had brought us in, and my father and I, because they have these discussions behind closed doors, Sat my dad and I down. My dad's sweating bullets because he's thinking I'm about to get kicked out of school. Um, no, they decided that I am going to become a preacher boy and that I need to start working on um, messages, uh, sermons that I can share on Sunday school with the pastor and that I was going to be assigned an elder and I was going to sit with them once a week and discuss uh, Bible philosophy and so on and so forth. Um, and I also had an older kid that uh, in school we were assigned to each other. Um, he was to help me and do whatever. He was supposed to be my friend and help me grow as a Christian, as, as they would put it. What ends up happening is... I completely lose it while I'm in the middle of a sermon. I just lose it. Start having like a panic attack and shit. I am 10 years old in front of the full congregation at this point. Full congregation, which was a church of 250-ish people. Full congregation. I'm in the middle of giving a sermon. And I just panic attack hits and I just spaz out. If anybody ever touches my sister, I'm going to kill you. And then that was it for my sermon. Pastor escorted me off, put, sent me down to his office. I sat in that office, terrified of what was coming next. Terrified, because I know I had dropped the ball. Oh, I got my ass beat. I couldn't sit down for like two days. I had to stand at my desk at school. Um, It's a wonderful church. I'm just, these people are so great. They're they're wonderful individuals. Um, 
church has had a lot of restructuring since I last went there and talked to anybody involved besides my, my father. Um, <laughs> sorry, going through moments here. Um, all other religions are nothing. They are lies. They are... They are branches off of what was formerly uh, speaking in tongues. It's the people that continued speaking in tongues in the Old Testament. That that is these new these new religions. Even though uh, uh, Muslims have been around either longer, I think, than Christianity has. I'm not a hundred percent. Don't quote me on it. A lot of my church upbringing stuff has been burned out of my memory. So, besides the traumatic stuff, which unfortunately you guys are. Um, listening in on or if you're even at this point um, what ends up happening is I'm going to actually fast forward because a lot of it's just the same repetitive bullshit of everything I just explained um, I hit 13 years old 14 it was just before I went into uh, high school hit 14 years old I am falling behind I am now a grade behind because of all my um, school fuck-ups um, inside that church school. It has no structure whatsoever. Anyway, um, I'm falling behind in that. Moving forward in uh, being a preacher's, or missionary, excuse me, talking to the people, um, the church's correspondent for their Australia uh, mission, um, in several communications with him every time they'd come to do their little tour around the U.S. to get more money or whatever, their tithes. I don't fucking understand that. Um, we would sit down, the Crows, the Crows, C-R-O-W-E-S, was actually a great man. Like, but I'm no bullshitting. Like, he was a kind-hearted man. He's just out there in the world trying to spread God's love, not this indoctrination stuff that my church is involved in or my former church is involved in. Um, great man. Anyway, they would sit me down and have me talk with them. I'm 13 years old, and my mother had been coming around a little bit more, starting to see her on every other weekend for months, and then pauses for a couple months. We don't see her. That's a whole other life story that I'm not going to share with you guys, but um, if, as long as it's pertaining to some form of religion, then I'll carry on with it. Um, mom, got it. Um, we had spoken at one point, and my mom and I had a little bit of a heart-to-heart on the religion and everything that's going on. And Little did I know, she was working behind the scenes with trying to get us out of there, but because of her bumpy past and my dad's full support of the church and hundreds of people giving vouches that we belong with our father don't not dissing my dad whatsoever the man truly tried with all of his heart to do what was right and best for us I'm not downing my father whatsoever do I think he made some bad calls yes but my mother was trying to get us out of it so thank you mom if you're somehow listening thank you very much um, she tried getting us out of it, but it didn't take until a year later before my father and I decided to have, um, a little s- split and a rift inside of our relationship, and I had ran away. 
Hey, sorry about that, everybody. You're gonna have to forgive me. I had uh forgot where I left off at here and take me a little break and step away for a quick second. Um, ran away. Um, had left my father's house. Um, my ma was living still inside town at the time, so I went and started living with her. Um, dealing with other toxic spots on that itself. You know, when you have parents on both sides down putting each other, it's kind of confusing and puts you in a very difficult situation, but I'm not going to go into that. I may force you guys to listen to all of that bullshit. Um, religion aspect of it. It took me till I was about 16 years old before the questions on religion coming out. All the way up until this point, I was diehard Christian, Christian, Christian. If you are out, if you smoke cigarettes, you're burning in hell. Um, if you drink, if you do drugs, you're just, you're worthless scum in my eyes. <laughs> fire and brimstone, fire and brimstone, that'll bring everybody around. Um, get into the actual religious aspect of it, because now you kind of understand my scope on everything. You know, it took me a half hour of explaining it to you guys. Um. What drives people to fall into these groups? Groups like this, because they're out there. I mean, I named off, you know, a few of them. Even some of them being Westboro, one of the most famous currently, anyway. Um, I have my own issues with what the Branch Davidians had, but government involvement in them did not belong. I want to... Somebody give me some insight. Just reach out. Let's let's talk. Let's get you on here. Help me understand what drives people to control others' lives with that. Is it because they're they're strong-minded and they see a weakness in others? That being religion. Why do we fall into religion? Because it's traditional. Is it something we came up with is it because we already had previous experience with religion I don't know is it because it's a whole the stronger preying on the weak let me build a lifestyle for myself off of your money let me or it, like that's just the nefarious what, what's going on with like the positive so what actually comes out of this that is positive good good vibes I mean, there were times when I was in the whole church scene where things were going good. Like uh, several, I I'm give I earlier I gave a bunch of negative stuff. Let me give you a little bit of the positives. I did have friends. I did have a support group that was there for us, regardless of what was going on. Um, church often gave us food. Um, uh, they gave us a place to live. They took us in, they brought us in as one of their own. My father is one of their higher-ups now. So my dad is making a small living off of helping the church, being a groundskeeper, being a deacon, so on and so forth. So I can't give them full negative review other than the indoctrination of everything. Why is it that you have to fit this mold to believe X? Why do you have to fit this mold to believe in this it, it blows my mind and if you look 
and, and there's so many different variants. I'm going to go off of Christianity because it's my background. I can't speak on anything else, but you need to fit into what the Bible says. And it fucks with me is because there's so many different variants of the Bible. I mean, you've got King James, you've got the NIV, the New International Version, you've got uh, the New King James, you've got, God, the Living New Living Testament. There's just so many variants of the Bible now. And books are being edited, they're being scrapping some actual books of the Bible, um, portions of it where they talk about how a man shouldn't live with another man's getting scribbled out and just cut completely because now they want to God's now 100% love but if you look back in the Old Testament the you know God was God being um, Yahweh is violent he's a very jealous God and it mentions it in there several times he's a very jealous man because God is a man you got the Father Son and the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost is what you feel inside of your heart now if you're saved. If the Lord says, the Lord guides you out of the darkness and into the light. Yeah, I just did that. <laughs> oh, shit. My ramblings are never-ending. This is just part of what goes on inside of my very small, compact mind. I have IQ of like maybe 60. Yes, I'm going to actually say that low, 60. Um, I want to understand what drags people into religion. What is the, 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 what draws people into it? What brings you to decide that you want to be a part of a religion? And why is it that they have such guidelines you need to live by? Like you're joining a cult. And that's not even going to get me into the worst religion of all. Statism. I'm trying to keep that for a later episode. I've been dragging you guys on for almost 40 minutes talking about this and my past. And If anything, you know a little bit more about me. I'm kind of fucked up individual. It'll make episode one a little bit more uh, understandable. Um, I think I'm actually going to go sit in the corner and cry. Just because I'm living in the past once again. So... Please excuse me for five minutes while I go cry.